Okay, Tzoraim Tov. We continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We're on Perak Hay. The topic is Mincha Erev Shabbos. We just touched this uh, yesterday. And uh, we were saying that we finish off all the tefillahs from the entire week. And uh, it really, we could take all the prayers with us and elevate them, as we will see, based on this final tefillah of Mincha. So we have to put a lot of efforts on this. And until we've said that Chazar Sashatz of Mincha, that is the apex of the level of the days of the week. So let's take a look in footnote Tzadi Tess and uh, see what the Baal Shem Tov has to add to this. The Baal Shem Tov established saying the prayer of Hodu in Tehillim Kuf Zion, chapter 107, by Mincha of Ereshavs. And there is a great secret to the elevation of souls and sparks because of this. That's what the Baal Shem Tov did. Now, in regular shuls, that's not part of the daily uh, rich of. Uh, Friday afternoon ritual, but there are a lot of people who do say it. And let's discuss why it is being said. If you look in uh, a regular sitter, I don't think the art scroll sitter, I don't have one near me over here. Uh, you could check the art scroll sitter if it has it, but uh, I doubt that it's there. Sid's quickly getting it for us. So we'll see. Here, let's, let's take a look. Look at before Kabbalah Shabbos. Before Kabbalah Shabbos, we have Shir Hashirim. We have candle lighting, but we don't have anything else. Kabbalah Shabbos, that's it. So it's not here. But you look in, a, I'm sure, a Spartic sitter or something will have chapter 107. And what does this mean? Well, chapter 107 really deals with a lot of the struggles that people have in life and we learn from there the source of the four people that have to give thanksgiving to Hashem a Corbin told a person who got through a sickness person was got out of jail crossed the sea um, things like went through the desert and it discusses how people were fighting the challenges they called out to Hashem and Hashem saved them so the simple idea of that chapter is a person gives thanks to Hashem and everything that he has passed through in the week in other words, not all of us, uh, thank God, you know, um, we're in life-threatening situations. But we went, we traveled, you know, not everyone was in a desert or in a sea or in a major sickness. But from a spiritual perspective, we could be living it and going through a spiritual desert, um, a tempestuous sea, you know, having to deal in the business world and things like that. That could be very spiritually dangerous for us. Um, there's certain spiritual sicknesses like Lashon Hara could, could affect us. And uh, certain jails, certain confinements, we feel confined in there's certain circumstances. You don't want to be in those situations that you're in. And we give thanks that the week is ending. And when the week is over, we're in the world of Shabbos. Just like if you're in the desert and you're out of the desert. <laughs> That's something to thank Hashem. 
So we can have existentially all these four things, and now we're out of it. Because we're in, Shabbos is just about to come. You know, the person is happy once you get the letter from the warden that you're leaving jail, you're happy, even if you still have another two minutes to get picked up. So as we're just coming to the end of the week, Mamish, we're just about ready to leave the different difficult situations in life. We're going to come into Shabbos and get out of them. And it's time to give thanks to Hashem for getting through that. And the thanks is for things that are good and to realize these are things that came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and even to thank things, things that appear to be bad with the understanding of the unity of Hashem and with that clear understanding, everything is totally good. So as we come to the end of the six days of the week and we're entering, the lights of Shabbos are entering. So now we have to elevate everything that happened with us during the week and to recognize that everything that happened, Hashem's fingerprints were all over it. And he was with us the entire time. Even when things looked very bad, Hashem was concealed, but he was certainly there at that time. This is the idea of this Tehillim. It's a good thing to look inside that uh, Kuf Zion 107 and go through that tefillah. It really is a mood setter for this. And then, therefore, this becomes an avoda to do just at the cusp of the end of the week, is to reflect on every situation you're in, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, to know that Hashem is with us. And a person now can do tshuva for all the mistakes of where he was falling in Amuna during the week, and he can now elevate everything with this clear Amuna. That's on a simple level explaining this uh, section of Tehillim. But on a deeper level, this idea of this Mizmor, the Baal Shem Tov explains that uh, the more esoteric level now is that this Mizmor is speaking about the sparks of souls, of holy souls that have fallen into the concealment of the Klippas in this world. Okay. And now as the light of Shabbos comes and the truth of Hashem is revealed, these holy sparks get out of the pit of captivity and they elevate in a holy way. And these souls are hungry, they're thirsty uh, to, uh, to, uh, to get out of all these uh, concealments, being very far away from Hashem. But now they are going to be led in the way of where the soul really wants to be and they rise, they get uh, clarified, they merit wondrous repairs and therefore they give Hodul Hashem chastov adam. And there's great praises that people give to Hashem. And all the psukim are different ways of how people and their sparks their souls, they fell during the week and now things can be revealed. Now, this can this can be really deep, mystical things, but just using it on a very practical level for each and every one of us. That besides a tikkun that happens to all sparks in general, in other words, you know, uh, things that were used in this world that were not used in the right way because we, we, we were led astray by the klipos, 
But on Shabbos, everything comes back to the place where it belongs. We'll explain this idea more a little bit later on in the class. But there is every one of us has holy sparks. And there's certain holy sparks that we have that fall into an area that they get concealed in. Now, that could happen for a number of reasons. Not all are in our control. It could happen because of the original sin of Adam Arishon. Or it can be very well from our own actions that we do that is not based on proper emuna, And therefore, we give power for the klipas to conceal, conceal them. Okay, let's give a simple, simple example. How about the meals we've eaten during the week? Now, if we really were serving Hashem properly, we look at every morsel of food that we ate as holy sparks. This is, remember, the klipas noga, so to speak. And to really reveal that Hashem is Mama showing his love in the meal I ate last night. And that really is revealing everything. Every holy spark is revealed during the time. However, uh, what happens if we uh, took that meal and we did all kinds of things that don't reveal the light for that? Okay. Either, let's just say, we just ate without making a bracha. Simple level. We may we ate with a very hurried up bracha without any kavana at all. We uh, engaged in gluttony at the meal and weren't thinking at all about Hashem at all and and marveling at the wondrous taste that has nothing to do with Hashem. So what happened now? Those sparks have been concealed during the week because we didn't work with them with the right emuna. And now the, the, the sparks are totally covered up with klipas. And there could be a lot of klipas all over the house. All kinds of klipas. The nice things in your house, you look at them to be arrogant. They're all full of klipas. We say, wow, this is all a manifestation of my great wealth, my great ingenuity. And everything is concealed from Hashem. And as the week could come to an end, it could be a very bad week for us sometimes. And every opportunity we had, we concealed things interactions with people the person could have seen my interaction as a as a manifestation of of god but instead i acted in not a nice way and they don't see any godliness at all and there's a cleep all over so the end of our week can be a big cleep filled week and now as we come to the end and now we're coming into shabbos and we're coming into the light and we now are leaving the grasp of nature and concealment and from all the lies of my power produced everything for me. And now we understand that everything is really what Hashem did and all the actions of a person are really just a waste. And even though it appeared for the last six days that there is a reality to effort, that the amount of effort I make will determine the success and there's reality of nature, and there's reality of lust. But that's all a lie. Because there's nothing else other than Hashem in his life. And everything comes through that. So we're at that cusp. We're just about ready to make this transition. And therefore, the Baal Shem Tov said, Say chapter 107 of Tehillim. Say that chapter of Hodu, Hashem. Because in this psalm, 
we return and do a deep shuva. And then in the bold, on page Kuf Chavdal, the bottom he says, and in every part of this psalm, we are saying to Hashem in one way or another, we have fallen, we have distanced ourselves, we have become arrogant, we've forgotten you, Hashem, until we now have reached a stage where we are hungering and thirsting for the divine because we feel so far away without any water, without any light in this darkness of the klipas and the confusion that is created. And now we beg Hashem with your great mercy, illuminate us and that we can understand the truth and clarify it and to return your, to you with all our heart and that Hashem in your kindness and his kindness will open up for us and show us a way to return as the Pasuk says, el ir moshav, to go to the habited, inhabited city and out of the desert or out of the wastelands. And what is this place? The place is the recognition of Hashem. That's what's happening. We're asking to, to, get, to, to get out of all this mess. Just like in the, in the, in the Psalm itself. And this is all happening now, as we call the term that we're going to explain sh- shortly, called Alios Ho'alomos, that happens on Erev Shabbos. Alios, the elevations of the worlds. Worlds are planes of existence that happens just at the end, right at the end of Erev Shabbos, and that truth becomes clarified and falseness disappears and falls away. And all the souls and all the holy sparks they leave the concealment and the confusion of the klipos and they return to cleave with simple emuna and holy emuna with Hashem. So this saying of this Mizmor is a real um, mood setter to really get into this is this transition part. Now that is why it would seem that, therefore, you know, the, the, the Hasidim, even though we try to daven three times a day, I mean three different times a day, but Erev Shabbos, we, we daven mincha right before the sun goes down. Because this is the transitional time. And since, you know, from Wednesday to Thursday, there's no transition of significance. There is, but not so significant. But from Friday afternoon to Friday night, there's an amazing transition okay and we want to do this with mincha as it takes all our prayers that we had going as the light of Shabbos is coming in and to add these types of tfilos okay and now we're ready to hear the next idea of section base he says besides the tfila of mincha and we have finished the service of the week at this time at this great tefillah that we're having, we begin to enter the Kedusha Shabbos, and now he says an interesting term. He says, now we begin the awesome concept that's called Alios Ha'olamos, the elevation of the worlds, the elevation of planes of reality. And what does that mean? Because we know there's all kinds of worlds. There's 
there's Hashem and then the world of Atzilus where you're right, where it's, it's a plane of existence where there's the only reality of Hashem and there's nothing else but Atzilus. And then there's the world of Bria where you got the energies of Hashem are starting to be sent out. And then you have the world of Yitzira where the Malachim start taking their instructions from the energy. And then with the world right here of a sea of action. Every world is a little bit of a concealment and then a little more of a concealment. And you don't really see the complete, down in this world of Asiya, you don't see any Einod Nova. Go higher up, the Malachim know that Hashem's in charge, but they still feel a certain sense of reality. It gets more sublime as you go up. So the concept of Alios Alamas is that all the worlds elevate to a higher position in a greater quality, a higher quality. Why? Because Shabbos reveals the true light of Hashem and normally it's not able to be uh, shown until we get out of the klipos. Remember, the light can shine all day. But if the klipos are concealing the light, we're not going to realize anything so amazing over here. And therefore, what has to happen is that the world has to elevate from its place that's close to the klipas, okay? And normally the klipas are there when they are surrounding us. They influence us with the lies. So imagine, like, here's a world, my fist. Let's say it's a world. We're just trying to use a, a physical. And now I, I got a klipa covering it up. So what do I see? I just klipas. Now what if I just break through the klipas? I go to a higher position and you can leave the klipa behind. And we're very far away and now we can be eligible to receive the truth. And that's what the Rizal says, the secret of the elevation on Shabbos. He says the Kedusha distances from the klipa completely without any connection. And therefore this is an inner elevated state. And this is the wondrous service that happens at this mincha, at this last mincha, to elevate the worlds and especially to elevate ourselves from the uh, from the pathway of the six days of the week and to enter the pathway of Shabbos Kodesh, where there's the revelation of Hashem in a way that we can sense. And therefore, part of the avoda that's happening at Mincha is to do tshuva. And therefore, to elevate everything that we did not do properly and did not finish the job during the six days of the week, to repair them and to elevate it all through a determined decision to do complete tshuva. And he concludes this section, says this is not such an impossible task. Every single Jew can do it. And there is always a work of tshuva to be done for every work week that has passed and also as a preparation to receive the light of Shabbos. This is the goal of this. And again, that's why that's why the Sitra Acher has people rushing in late for Mincha. Busy just coming, coming late and just quickly dominating and rushing and this and that. This is such a key element because you now are, are establishing the Aliyah Salamos. Now, 
the, the worlds are going to elevate with or without us. Question is, are we going to elevate with or without? We're not going to elevate by ourselves. We're not going to appreciate what's going on over here. And the first olam we have to elevate is our own olam. We we have unfortunately clepus to deal with, and it's not a sign that we're bad people. That's just the way the, the world works. And there's clepus, and there could be you know a clep a could be a bad meter, whatever it is. But it's the way we look at everything with a jaundiced eye. We don't see things the way they're meant to be seen because the clepa just hijacks our best intentions. We can have great intentions. But it just hijacks us, and then we, we, we don't connect it to Hashem. We don't see Hashem in this, and we, we, we distance it, and we're living in a certain world, and we got all kinds of pressures that come because of that. And now is the chance to really break out. But when you break out and begin to see the truth, then obviously there's a compelling reality that I've got to change my behavior. That has to be consistent with the understanding that I now have. So what, what this tshuva really is giving us is that we have an opportunity on the air of Shabbos, right before Shabbos. Hashem says, all the worlds are elevating. They're, they're leaving the klipas. The, the birds that sing, the sky that's blue, all these things, the klipas come off of them. And you really could sense the reality of Hashem. The whole world is projecting that reality. But there's one little problem. What about me? Am I elevating in my own world? Remember, a person is like a whole world. And essentially, I can elevate together with the rest of the world and appreciate the world's elevated state, the light of Hashem. But if I refuse to take the shell off of myself and the clee's not ready, I'm not going to be able to appreciate any elevation that's happening over there. And that's why these last moments are moments of tshuva, moments of thanking Hashem that I got through this miserable week and, and you're willing to save me. You're willing to, to, to get me out of the, the penitentiary. But you got to realize, if, am I going to a place that I want to go to? What if a guy, well, can you imagine, what if a guy likes being in a penitentiary? Now, there's a lot of good things about jail. You know, I know a few good things about jail. You never got to worry about having a bed to sleep on. You never got to worry about getting three meals a day. You never got to worry about, the, you know, planned events. You, know, you get to go out to exercise a little bit, depending on the type of jail you're in. There's high-class jails, terrible jails. And then, you know, they're going to say, okay, you're going to go free. You're going to go free. i got to work for a living at this. Well, who wants that? Everything was provided for me. So, so to speak, we're in a jail the whole week. Everything's provided for me. How is everything provided for me? Whatever. I'm able to provide for myself, this and that. But now wanna, you want to go into the world of Shabbos? Let's remove the, the, the jokes. Let's remove the the, the uh, lepus and realize there's a whole reality of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that can really set you free. Oh, but you got to do a lot of work to get there. So this is what we're trying to motivate ourselves at this mincha to make this happen. And that we, our own selves, we are really elevating. And if we just can recognize the klipa that's there and say goodbye to the klipa, 
So again, on the simplest level, let's say a person sees his self-esteem through his work. Now that is the biggest klipa in the world. And he views everything through that lens of that klipa. He values other people only in terms of how they can give more productivity in life and otherwise they're not worth anything. And he's having trouble having relationships with people. And people get in his way and all these things. And now when it's coming to your shops, you got to say there's no such thing as work. Now that's a shush. The Parnassa has nothing to do with it. And once you get out of that, you can elevate yourself and put yourself into another world. And then you gotta, when you're doing that, you got to look back and say, oh my goodness, so why am I yelling at the secretaries? Why am I such a tyrant as the boss at work? I can make the same Parnassa and be a bench. Or, you know, again, you know, why do I got to be the tyrant at home? Or whatever, whatever... Uh, misguided behaviors we're doing. They're all clipas for who we really are. Depressions, all these things. But if we could just get out of this, and there's four different types of uh, dangers, which if we had more time, we'd go and explain each one on more of a uh, mystical level. Okay, you know, being in the desert, being in the desert what do we know about the desert? The desert is a place where nothing grows. The desert is a place that looks dead. And often our Yiddishkeit is dead. Our tefillas are dead. We just go through the motions. There's nothing there. We're bored. So you want to get out of that desert. You want to get to a place where, where there's things that are happening that are going on. Person figures I've reached a certain stage in my Yiddish case. Yiddish case doesn't speak to me. I'm in a desert-like condition. There's no growth. On the other hand, you could be in a, in a in an ocean, a tempest, and circumstances are just throwing you from one end to the other. Don't have any place to to focus on. There's too much going on. But all things that are going on are not necessarily in your spiritual benefit. And to be able to get out of that tempest. Oh, is that such an amazing reality that you can you can have? And again, all these ideas again, being in a jail, confined, confined by certain um, philosophies that we have that are totally false, and that tie you up from being the person you can be. Again, the philosophy that hard work equals success—that's a jail to be in. That's mamish a jail. Uh, you want to get your way, you have to be pushy. That's a jail. There's all kinds of jails. And uh, and finally, sickness. It's just mental sickness. Some else are just crazy. As the Piazza says, And to get out of such mental sickness. So this is the opportunity when the world, the whole world, the Kleepas are coming off. Now, if, are you ready to take off your klipa? If you don't take off your klipa, you're not going to see any of the klipas coming off anything else. So that's when you got to mom and say, okay, at least, at least, look back on the six days and say, okay, which desert did I cross this week? Or what I'm still in. I mean, and some of us can be in all four at the same time. All four at the same time. And to say, Hashem, thank you for taking me out. 
it's Shabbos. I can get out of here. And if I get out of here, but to, to live outside of there means that I got to change the way I'm behaving, the way I'm looking. When you get out of jail, you can't live the way you lived in a jail with no motivation and nothing and everything's handed to me. You want to get out of the jail? You got to start saying, I got to start doing things on my own. If you don't value that, then you might as well just stay in jail. So this is this incredibly special moment that's coming in over here. Okay. So now, the next section, and I don't think we're going to finish this, he's going to now discuss three separate kavanas, thoughts and intentions, and then he's going to show us the difference between all these intentions, and then he's got a chart afterwards, and there's all kinds of things going on over here. So we only got about another five minutes, so let's just start the first intention. We may have to review it afterwards. Okay, but there's certain parts of the tefillah specifically where we should have kavana and focused kavana. And one is at the beginning of the Amida, before you say the words, Ado with noi, svasai tiftach. Hashem opened up my lips. Okay, so what are we trying to do? And again, we're talking about, this is much more mystical things going on over here. We're talking about different worlds. We've mentioned there's the highest worlds, the lowest worlds. And the lowest world is the world of Asiya, the world that we see right over here. So when we say Hashem society talk, now this would really need a lot of time. You can imagine to do this properly, you got a mincha that's taking a long time. And we're rushing to start Hashem society, just start rolling into there. Well, then you're not, you're missing the whole thing over here. So I guess some of these thoughts have to, you have to sit down, you know, before Mincha and think about this. First, you're saying, you know, you're saying that, uh, that Mizmor 107, and then you're thinking about all these things. So in the beginning, we think to elevate the world we are in, the Olam HaAsiya, the world of physical action that's got so many klipas in it. We got to get out of those klipas. And what does that mean on a deeper level? We have to have an understanding to repair everything that we did not conduct our lives according to the way Amuna of Hashem being everything. We didn't conduct ourselves with that understanding. And to that degree that we did not accept the yoke of Hashem properly during the week, now we want to repair it and to elevate it. So what does that mean? During the week, have we not had moments where we forgot about the reality of Hashem and we behaved in an improper way? Because when you forget about Hashem, you say things you shouldn't say, you think things you shouldn't think, you do things you shouldn't do. That's all in the world of Asiyah. You're dealing with people, dealing with things, dealing with the internet, all these things. You forgot all about Hashem in the world of actual actions. And now I'm able to fix everything. Now you know that a new light can come in and you can recognize Hashem with a greater ability. And with the power of that light, you can have the kavana to decide that I'm going back to doing tshuva. I come back to Amuna. I accept upon myself truly the yoke of heaven. And that way you repair the lowest level of your nefesh where you did not recognize Hashem during the week. And all the parts of the world of Asiya that you were doing things, but rather breaking the world. And rather you're going to repair them. And all these energies that you destroyed, you can elevate them. And they go up to the next world. 
because all these worlds are interconnected. The world of Asiya is the world of action. It's the world of the nefesh. It's what we actually do. And once we, you know, and, and a good thought can repair these. If you're really saying, you know, I was, I, was, I ate the treif. I ate something not a good hashkacha. How could I do such a thing? I realize how important Hashem's will is and all these things. And then you say, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. So now you're repairing that world. So once you repair the world of Asiya, you go to the next world, the world of Yitzira, which is a place where the light of Hashem is a little bit more revealed. And now you can start beginning to feel real feelings towards Hashem. And now you want to elevate the world of Yitzira, which means we have to understand to repair everything that when I did things, even though I may have done mitzvahs, but not with love and not with fear and not with dvekas and not with a victorious attitude and not with thanksgiving and not with connection. I did mitzvahs without feeling. So let me start remembering and start putting feeling on this. And I'm doing tshuva on that. That I just put my phone on without any excitement. And so from now on, I'm going to enter into the world of fear and love and dvekas with Hashem. Okay, and that works retroactively like all tshuva works. All tshuva has a retroactive effect of repairing themselves. And therefore, he elevates himself more and more. Okay, so he's now been repairing his nefesh, repairing his ruach, etc., etc. And they go up to the next world, which is the world of Bria. And the world of Bria is the world of thought. Okay, where a person thinks about the unity of Hashem, Mamish, and gets a yearning for Hashem. And he's on fire to serve Hashem with lots of effort and lots of simcha. And to elevate them more. Okay, we're out of time. We'll have to stop. We'll, we'll pick up in the middle of this thought of elevating each part of our levels to finish the first thought and the Mitzvah Hashem go on to the second and third thoughts and to understand the difference between them. Lots of heavy stuff. Lots of work to do by Mincha. Okay. Go to it, gentlemen. Okay.